Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and I want to thank you for listening. We have on this site over 3,400 audios featuring great preachers, persecution stories from North Korea and other lands, Bible studies. Uh, my books are on Amazon.com. You can contact me at bob.j.faulkner.72 at gmail.com. I'm reading today from a book entitled The Christian in Complete Armor. It's by William Gurnall, the English Bible scholar and pastor who died in 1679. We've come to the what he calls the fifth consideration, the Christian's spiritual girdle, one of the points of armor that he's going to be bringing up over this long series of lessons. Talking now about false worship and false claims. Number one, the hypocrite intrudes upon the holy worship of God. Judas confidently sat down with the rest of the apostles at the Passover and felt as welcome as if he were the holiest guest of them all. The proud Pharisee stood in the temple beside the broken-hearted publican. And yet when men like these pray, they sound to God like wolves howling or dogs barking. David's skillful hand played the harp so peacefully that he soothed Saul's rages. But hypocrites' false playing and false worship make the sweet spirit of God angry and cause his fury to break out against them. But God will not be mocked. Jesus illustrated this doctrine when he cursed a fig tree whose green leaves invited hungry men to find fruit but sent them away without any. If this tree had lacked the leaves as well as the fruit, it would have escaped Christ's curse. Every lie mocks the person who hears it, because the liar makes a fool of him by cheating him of the truth. Delilah asked Samson why he had told her lies, as if she had said, Why are you trying to make a fool of me? God's command is that none should appear before him empty. But this is just what the hypocrite does and thus mocks God. He may come with a full mouth, but he has an empty heart. As for the formality of religious service, however, the hypocrite often outdoes the sincere Christian. Of all people, he may be called a, a master of ceremonies, because he tries to entertain God with his tongue and knee, with only words and outward ceremony. Yet God looks on the heart, if the wine is good, a man can drink it from a plain wooden cup. But if a goblet is wonderfully gilded, but has no wine in it, the host mocks his guest by offering it to him. Christ's charge against Sardis was, I have not found thy works perfect before God, or full before him, as the original text conveys. Sincerity is what fills our duty and all our actions. And the phrase, before God, implies that this church retained an outward form of devotion and had thus been able to keep an acceptable reputation before men. She had a name to live up to, but her works were not full before God. So he pierced them more deeply than man's probing could do and judged her by what he found inside. And then the hypocrite worships for self-centered reasons. Selfish motives make the hypocrite's worship even more abominable to God, who will not have his holy ordinances prostituted to serve the hypocrite's lust. 
Such a person uses worship only as a convenience, a, a stream to turn his mill and bring about his carnal projects. When Absalom conceived a plot within his insincere heart and was as big with treason as a serpent with a poisonous egg, he hurried to Hebron to pay an old vow, which he had made to God during a time of affliction. Normally we would think a man is becoming honest when he starts to pay delinquent debts. But Absalom saw this errand as nothing more than a means for laying his treason under the warm wing of religion knowing that a comfortable reputation for being pious would more speedily hatch it. Have you ever invited guests to an expensive dinner at your house and then watched them throw the main course under your table to the dogs? The hypocrite casts God's holy things to his dogs, some to lust, some to pride, and others to covetousness. How this must grieve the tender heart of God who invites us to his ordinances as to a rich feast where he waits for us to have sweet communion with him. What horrible sin it is when hypocrites come to God's table for no other reason than to provide for their own lusts. For example, Hamor and his son Shechem persuaded the men of their city to submit to circumcision, arguing that it would make them wealthy. If every male among us be circumcised, shall not their cattle and their substance and every beast of theirs be ours? Their arguments sounded as if they were going to a horse market or a fat livestock show. Most hypocrites have more ingenuity than to print out their innermost thoughts for the world to read. But consider the words of Queen Mary Tudor. She once said that if someone ripped her apart, The French soil at Calais, which she desired more than any other conquest, would be found in her heart. Thus such low things as vain glory and worldliness will be found engraved in the hearts of all hypocrites as their highest aims in religion. Secondly, the hypocrite claims a relationship with God and Christ. Who is faster than the hypocrite to saint himself and to claim the grace and comforts of the Holy Spirit? We see this in the Pharisees, whose ambition was to have a name, and not for worldly skills and qualities, but for sanctity and holiness. And this is all they had. Verily I say unto you, said Christ, they have their reward. The crowd thought they were great saints and so applauded their surface holiness that their proverb boasted that if but two could be saved, one of the two should be a Pharisee. That's what they said. Some profess to know God, but in works they deny him. They boldly brag of their kinship to Christ, but their lives are as far as they can be from heaven. Hypocrites are so anxious to pass for saints that they often become great criticizers of the true graces of others to make themselves look better. As Herod burned the Jews' ancient genealogies to defend his own base birth. Who can probe the vulgarity of this high climbing sin of hypocrisy? It is a sin which offends God intensely to have such a vile wretch claim kinship to him. Christ is not ashamed to call the poorest saints brethren, but he despises to have his name seen upon a rotten hearted hypocrite. 
Of all sinners, the hypocrite does the most harm in this world and therefore will have the most torment in the other world. And yet, it is religion which has consistently proved to be the most effective bait of hypocrites as they seek to snare others into their error and sin while posing as children of God. Ehud, for example, could not have chosen a better key to open the door into King Eglon's presence than to say he had brought a message from God. This caused such expectation and confidence that Eglon welcomed him. And when the two were alone, the king rose to hear the word of the Lord from the deceiver, but what he received instead was brutal death. I confess the hypocrite may act his part so well that he may accidentally do some good. His glistening profession, heavenly speech, and eloquent preaching might bring to the sincere seeker a measure of real comfort. Like an actor at center stage who stirs up passion in the audience by counterfeit tears, the hypocrite, playing his religious role, may temporarily spark the believer's true graces. But that is when the Christian may be in the most serious danger, for he will not readily suspect the person who once helped him spiritually. It would have been far better had Sisera, the Canaanite, done without Jael's butter and milk than to be nailed to the tent floor, having been fooled by that woman's seeming hospitality. Thus it is to our advantage not to sample the free gifts and give away graces of stage play saints, applauding and drinking ourselves drunk with their admiration. Sometimes a calculated distance from the hypocrite is the safest way to avoid having our heads nailed by errors. Another injury inflicted by the hypocrite is the scandal brought upon the church when his mask slips. Scripture says of Samson, The dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Truly the hypocrite does more damage when he is discovered than when he seemed to be alive in his profession of faith. The hypocrite then puts a big stick into the hands of the wicked who have been looking for a way to bruise the saints. How fast they can then cause division and smear the face of all believers with the grime they see upon one hypocrite's sleeve. Accusers of Christianity point out a hypocrite in church and reason that the whole group of believers is just like him. Well, this is ab absurd, of course, as much as to say that no coin is worth anything because we see one brass shilling among the silver. But this language fits the mouth of the ungodly world. And woe to the man's hypocrisy which manufactures these arrows for them to shoot at the saints. It would be better if he had been thrown into the sea with a millstone about his neck than to live and provide occasions for God's enemy to blaspheme. The next section is called Search for Sincerity. And please remember again that sincerity and truth are synonyms to Mr. Gernal. When he talks about sincerity, he's talking about that, the girdle of truth in Ephesians. Because sincerity covers all of a Christian's weaknesses, there are several important reasons why we should carefully search our own hearts to see whether sincerity or hypocrisy reigns there. First, eternity depends 
on your sincerity. Your worth and destiny hang on whether or not you have it. This is your making or marring forever. Do good, O Lord, to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside into their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity. The hypocrite will try to crowd in with the godly on that last day and pass for a saint. But God shall lead him forth with the workers of iniquity, company which is more his kind. Paul said, I will come to you shortly, and I will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What will ye? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love? But it is not Paul, but Christ, who will shortly come to us. And he will show not the speech and sophisticated language of people inflated with an empty profession, but the power of God inside his people. Do you want Christ to come with a rod to judge you as a hypocrite? or in love with the well-done for a faithful servant. He will gauge every heart to see what is inside. Every man's works will be an open book in the great day of Christ, and because all the hypocrite ever did will be found to be counterfeit, he will be put in irons in hell for trying to cheat both God and man. And secondly, hypocrisy can hide in your heart. Because hypocrisy often rooms next door to sincerity, she passes unnoticed, the soul not expecting to find hell so close to heaven. There are many who perform pious responsibilities and express such outward zeal in their profession that they mistakenly promote themselves to the status of staunch Christians. And while these men insist that all is well, hypocrisy lies at the bottom of their commitment. But just as hypocrisy is hard to discover, sincerity can be also. This grace often lies low in the heart, uh, hidden by weaknesses like a, a sweet violet in the valley, covered with thorns and nettles. So then it requires wisdom not to let the weed of hypocrisy stand nor pull up the herb of grace. And thirdly, your search for sincerity is feasible. The heart of man is like a spool of twisted silk thread, not easily unsnarled. Yet with skill and patience it can be untangled and wound up on the right spool, either sincerity or hypocrisy. Satan and his cruel friends worked hard to muddy the stream of Job's spirit by throwing objections like smooth stones into it. Yet Job could still see the precious gem of sincerity at the bottom sparkling most brightly. So be encouraged, my friends. God will help you in your search for sincerity if you go about it with honest desires. A judge will not only sign his warrant to search a suspicious house, but if need be, will command others to assist him. Now, you have the Holy Spirit, God's Word, and his ministers to aid you in this work. But remember this. The soul deserves damnation who plays the hypocrite. Like a dishonest constable, he willingly overlooks the sin he searches for and then reports he cannot find it. Next time, the hypocrite's false profession. The hypocrite's false 
profession, and I do hope that you will join me. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun, and Lord willing, we will talk again real soon. Bye-bye.